0: Welcome back, everyone, to River Do's and River Don'ts as we continue this kind of weird energy that's kind of... It, it reminds me mostly of a reunion tour. Yeah. Uh, we're sh- we're shaking given, things given up. Given the long break. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, hey, uh, I, I'm i Rob, is what I am. I'm Quint. <laughs> oh, no.
1: I'm just a little baby, and I'm here talking to you about Riverdale. I don't... I, can I quit the show? I... <laughs> I know that here's the thing leaving you i don't alone want you to Quinn. but i re-
0: i don't want you to but i recognize in light of what just happened that you probably should would it be better if i talked like this instead no
2: hello everyone and welcome to this river is, and this river This
1: it's actually worse
2: <laughs> it's hard ah. to talk when you're inhaling which is what yeah. that was
1: uh, anyways i'm arlie <laughs>
2: yeah you th- th- thank you human so voice. much for that um uh, and if anyone <laughs> couldn't understand me i am in fact quinn oh god
0: we're here today to discuss the third no the fourth ha fourth yeah we're here to discuss the fourth episode of season three which is chapter 39 the midnight club directed by don wilkinson and written by tessa lee williams uh this is this is a hell of an episode folks
2: it's fun at least there's a lot going on here folks
0: there is a lot going on and, and in more the and more spirit people of... are saying this <laughs> in the spirit of that i think we're gonna jump right in uh if that is okay with you yep let's do it okay so this episode starts out just just going Uh, Principal Weatherby and apparently adults of all stripes in Riverdale not limited to the high school or its infrastructure uh, such as Pop Tate for example are confiscating G&G manuals like just just random adults are stealing games from children Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm And those wily kids, let me tell you, they're out foxing the adults and finding ways to play uh, extra manuals as well and generally dunking on the would be thought police. We even get a few different clicks from Riverdale High excitedly playing the game. This is th- we are through the looking glass, people. Yeah. This is what I talked about at the end of the last episode. We are in this alternate reality where somehow role playing games are cool. And like all people I, needed I was love exposure. watching this.
2: Just if people knew about it, they'd be doing it. It's that simple.
0: The exposure people were right all along. It feels gross to even say in jest. Um, Hermione, the fucking mayor, addresses the uh, class that Bughead attend at the high school and literally says that, yes, this role-playing game killed Dilton and Ben.
2: It's so fucking funny. He
0: admit it! It's specifically now, designed to warp the minds of impressionable wh-
2: teenagers quote, into delusions and violence. Quote, the game's quests and role-playing scenarios are specifically designed to foster delusion, paranoia, and ultimately, violence.
0: Because that's something a role-playing game can do. Mm-hmm. Also.
1: I mean, yeah, but not for the reasons they're they're positing. Like, I've wanted to hit someone over a role-playing game before, but not, not like this. <laughs>
2: And the evidence we have seen so far, right? The evidence we have indicates that the violence is most likely to be self-directed. Yeah. And so, like, the idea that ultimately violence, that projects the idea or the image that they're going to be coming at you with knives or something. Yeah. But that's not Um, what is happening.
0: I'm worried that these G&G players are going to destroy the suburbs.
2: The thing is, you get a bunch of G&G players together, uh, and you you get them going in a downtown area, they're going to start breaking the windows. Um, <laughs> oh no. It just, it just the windows. It completely cuts away at the point of what they're trying to say um, about griffins and gargoyles. So uh... I just think we should think about that uh, for a minute. Uh, Black lives matter and uh, human life is more important than property. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes a riot. Hey, This is what you got to do.
0: Language of the unheard. Uh, yeah. Most of it's insured, hurting giant corporations that have a bunch of insurance and hurting their insurance corporations. Uh, it's good stuff. It's good shit. you love to see it. But Hermione literally bans the game in Riverdale. The, the mayor says, you cannot do this. This is censorship. activity. I don't,
1: think, I don't think mayoral powers include the ability to ban a tabletop role playing game.
0: Again, see, it up. Uh, see above under the institutional rot at the heart of Riverdale. Yeah. Who's going to stop it? Kevin Keller is overseeing a help hotline for a people in role hour, playing game crisis. A
1: 24-hour hotline after which he says I'm only there after school.
2: Yeah. Um <laughs> I've seen this hotline and it's called twitter.com. <laughs> uh it this is immediately
0: so very very much. I it's amazing. Veronica and Betty discuss the game, establishing neither of them are playing. Betty gets a call from Dr. Kirtle Jr. Please, Dr. Kirtle is my father. Who appears to have uh, some plot for the episode, but fuck that shit. We've got another direction to go in, and we are going in it now. (laughs) I guess maybe we'll get something on that later. But Betty confronts Alice with the familiarity of Dilton and Ben's suicide ritual with a previous case. When Alice was Betty's age, we are informed. There was another suspicious death at Riverdale High, apparently connected to G&G.
2: Well, Alice does try to cut this off at the head, though. Sure. Yeah. Betty starts in, and she says, I am right in the middle of my affirmations.
1: (laughs) 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 Alice sucks now. just want to rewind just a tiny bit. There was an unreasonable amount of b and v happening. Like they were called like b, are you playing no v? I would never play this game. Like I
2: mm, I got you. That when you heard that, I heard of a child trying to get around saying the word butt and vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I do not know what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> you you know I would never shy away from those words
2: uh fuck um yeah so it's
1: not important uh, but it bothered me
0: no it's and and so it is important in its way i wrote in my notes which i take as i watch the episode for the first time in a notepad Mm -hmm. give us a flashback give us a fucking flashback do it you cowards um and they do it i can't believe they heard you fucking do it they did they heard me lily reinhardt is high school alice
2: so fucking good. It's the
0: early 90s motherfuckers. This is not a drill. It's so this fucking
2: good. This was pretty inspired in in my opinion. I the casting was, was, was great.
0: Excited to watch this show even outside of doing this podcast for perhaps the first time ever.
2: Yeah, I was I was legit excited when this started happening. It was happening. really really good.
0: Alice is a pregnant bad girl from the wrong side of the tracks dealing with this secret Hermione secret girl uh, who of course her. is played by uh, Camilla I forget Mendes. her name Camilla Mendez yes. Veronica's actress of course this is what we're doing the parents are all their kids as, as yes. teenagers mm-hmm. it's awesome uh, she wants to help her uh, Sierra of course is identical to Josie a political uh, interested uh, human FP is the father of the unwanted kid of course that's uh, that is that is Jughead uh, cosplaying as his younger father. This episode um,
1: does such a good good job of pointing out how good the casting is for FP and Jughead. In terms does, of like yeah.
0: how Cole Sprouse literally looks like he is Skeeter like, son, <laughs> like no I watched exaggeration. Watched scream
1: for the first time like two weeks ago, <laughs> and I was like, "You can't tell me that's not Cole Sprouse right now."
0: Yeah, it's like, fucking wild. Like. Clearly, he is really his father. Like, I don't know wh- how it works. Have you seen but...
1: pictures of Cole Sprouse with, like, a goatee?
0: Fucking yeah, out
1: of this world. Yeah, it's, they yeah, look the... so much alike. It's unreal. It's, it's
0: crazy.
2: It's interesting, though, like, because everyone is very strongly costumed here to make yeah. it feel, like, appropriate to the period and to convey stuff about the characterization. The thing that I think is really it's... funny is that Hermione just looks like a private school student who accidentally wound yeah. up at Riverdale High. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we've talked about how like Riverdale High can't decide if it's a public or private school. Mm-hmm. Um, so this just maybe fits it's a charter school. Ew. Um, I
1: went to one of those; they suck. Uh,
0: so, so Penelope blossom not blossom yet or maybe actually ooh gross Penelope blossom no, already yeah no, blossom right now. Blossom. Uh, yeah, Don't yeah we'll get talk it twisted. about it going uh, not get it twisted she busts into the restroom asking for hall passes and proving beyond the shadow of a doubt that Cheryl came by her sudden music sting video bombing skills of any scene completely honestly like also, this is Madeline this is a Page hereditary is- trait mm-hmm
1: Madeline Petch is great. I love her so
2: much. She She does. I love the energy she brings to this. She's very bitchy to Alice,
0: who just throws down. They just start fucking throwing hands.
2: It's so good.
0: I don't care who Reggie's dad is, but the important bit is that he, like his son, is constantly naked.
1: (laughs) So, okay. Uh, I think it was Marty Mantle was his name. And, like...
0: He is wearing gigantic yellow-tinted aviators despite his
2: lack of clothing. So
1: fucking good! This is amazing. (laughs) Whoever did the costuming for this episode just, just, like, had the best time, and I love that.
2: We talked about this before we started recording, and I have to point out that if you're gonna talk about, oh, the costuming's so good, oh, look at how nice Marty Mantle looks, like, (laughs) you were not paying attention. He has nunchucks in this scene. (laughs) He's just (laughs) holding a pair of nunchucks.
1: Is this what you were talking about?
2: (laughs) These are Chekhov's nunchucks. nunchucks? These nunchucks will return. Holy shit. Oh
1: my God. Now I have
2: to watch this episode for like a fifth time. Hanging out, mostly nude, with (laughs) aviators and nunchucks. I wish Honestly, that for everyone.
1: Icon. Absolute icon. That should be our new, like, uh, fucking the show's mascot. system. <laughs> oh.
0: The Bulldogs are hazing FP into streaking. Uh, Fred Andrews streaks alongside him in solidarity. And don't you forget about the fight in the bathroom and other assorted disciplinary foibles because it is squarely breakfast club o'clock, people. Oh, yeah. All of our kids are in Saturday uh, detention. Uh, at this point, and then we get just mmm, we get the Riverdale title splash. But both the music and the logo are early 90s aesthetic, it's and it so kicks nice. it's ass. Great. It's great,
1: it's some Dixie Cup ass shit, and I love it so much.
0: It rules, I'm so happy, it rules we're obviously doing the teen archetypes thing where where someone from each little clique is in this or very different character archetypes are stuck in this detention together uh but it's funny to point out that fred is the artist athlete Because Archie is up to too much shit, as we've often talked about. And Mm -hmm. so they made Fred the same way. Like, he is involved in too many things to be realistic.
2: Yes, in fact, he is involved in too many things to be realistic. And the lines in terms of, like, the character archetyping, like, the way they operate is very different. But the character archetyping between uh, FP and Fred isn't very distinct here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Except that uh, Fred plays baseball, not football. Yes. Fuba. Um, And he brings his drumsticks to detention.
1: You gotta do
0: something. Yep, that's right, that's right. As we're sort of introducing the cast of characters, the frame device breaks for a moment uh, because Alice grosses Betty out rhapsodizing about FP's magic ween.
2: Yeah, no, um... <sighs> I have two things that I wrote in my notes when this description starts happening. The first one was Fuck Prince Jones. Yes. Um, he was very a, much so. He was a Fuck Prince back then. And then I also said, You gotta not talk to your daughter about all this sex with FP.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's no, a good note.
2: We were we were young. Yeah. We were attractive. We were horny. Things Okay, happen.
1: that's cool. Keep it to your fucking self.
2: Hey, Alice. Be quiet. <laughs> that's Damn, my soon to be father in law. Yeah, it's it's gross, uh, but we've been
0: through this territory before. Like we have oh, an we episode sure have. of this show called FP's Magic Wane. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: oh god, I forgot. Kevin's about that.
0: dad, who is of course identical to Kevin, shows up to deliver food to Sierra, revealing their relationship uh, was already a thing at that point uh, to all the other detention kids. I have mixed uh, feelings see-
2: about that one, actually. What's up? That connection. It just. On the one hand, sure. On the other hand, it's really weird when narratives go back in time and then they sort of they make everything a little too neat, a little too tightly tied together. Yeah. So it's like, oh, if, I guess they've been doing this thing since fucking high school, all right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, people meet other humans after they yeah, graduate it's just, high it's, school. It's, the,
0: it's yeah. the way to put Kevin's actor into it, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the way that they can figure out how to do it that's not going to take up time. But, yeah... Sierra suggests a Truth or Dare type game to pass the time. It's called Secrets and Sins. Don't
1: they play that at Cheryl's party in like season one? Uh,
0: they, mm, I thought they were just they playing do. regular Truth or Dare. Maybe they were. Yeah, I mean like consistency no, is was, a little bit of a...
1: I thought it was Secrets and Sins because they, God knows they don't play or they don't like name anything normally. Oh fuck, I didn't even check if there was anything last episode.
0: I guess we should probably take a detour because it's a while before we really uh, hear from him in uh, significant detail. But Quinn, you, you had thoughts about the uh, principal of the school at this time in the 90s.
2: Oh, I just want to draw attention to the fact that it's Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, I don't know who that is? I think he okay. was in the breakfast club. Oh, that's that's cute. Neat. I like that. That's great.
0: So he's the one who gets to explain the rules of Saturday detention. Yeah. That's pretty fun. That's all. Um, like when Hermione mentions that she's dating Hiram Lodge, she asks if the other kids know him. And Fred's like, yeah, dude's ripped. <laughs> dude's it's so, so perfect. That's where I it started. So yeah.
2: Uh, Hiram Lodge. I'd like to oil dude's him ripped. Up. Oh, god. It's,
0: it's great. Alice, this is Fred for trying to do both music and baseball. <laughs> When there is not enough time to do both music and baseball. Good. Uh, It's great shit. I love that there's a little bit of self-awareness going on. Um, And I've got a note here that says warning actual emotions ahead. Um, Alice doesn't want to share her darkest secret, obviously. And FP flippantly suggests that she could, uh, what she could share uh, about like her shit. And so she outs him as living in a trailer park on the south side rather than where he wants his classmate to think he does in retaliation. Uh yeah, Elm Street of course, easy easy reference. She even says, "You'll never escape the South Side. You'll end up just like your dad, downing six packs in your double wide." And FP then says, "Maybe, but I'm not gonna hit my kid."
1: That shit uh, hurted.
0: His yeah. dad broke his arm when he refused to join the Serpents, uh, wanting to go to college instead. This, oof, God, yeah. this was uh, like we oof. knew that FP was a like very tragic character, but this like this hurted it.
1: Yeah, that shit hurted. Like, it, it's it's. Mm. I don't like when shows make me feel things. I do that enough on my own.
0: Like, yeah, he 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 fails. He becomes his own father with his own father's failures. But he does manage to be less hateful to his own children. Like, it's so, like, dark and bittersweet and sad and, like,
2: yikes. It's a slow, slow spiral upward. Generationally, at least. It, it's yeah. very dark and very sad. Uh, which typifies a couple of these stories
0: because oh boy okay penelope reveals that she was adopted by the blossoms as an arranged child bride for clifford yeah i don't know if we want to
2: slap like a content warning on the top of this episode which is sure just so fucking not gross and
0: weird at and the strange top of
2: and and like unlike comfortable and like what? Why would that ever happen? Like like the the blossoms went to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy and rounded up all of the red haired girls. <coughs> uh and yeah, then adopted, like, adopted her on gross. the spot.
0: Like adopted her to marry her adopted brother when they come of age this uh causes a flare-up between penelope and hermione which extends the detention sentence uh to four days for everyone because uh, they of course just start fighting again
2: yeah uh i also want to draw attention to the fact yeah it real gross
1: parts of this episode were fun this was not one of them
2: yeah yeah this was rough um uh a thing they do do with this episode <laughs> is
1: <laughs> i was trying so hard not to laugh god damn it rob <laughs> You are a child. <laughs> you are a thirty-three-year-old child.
2: So a thing they do with this episode is they go as hard as possible with the music. They, oh yeah. Any chance they have? Oh yeah. To include uh, period-appropriate music, they take it. So if it'll laying it on so that's, thick. that's where this episode fucking
1: gets me. God damn it! Thicker than a Because because Take
0: on Me is too old.
1: Yeah, so, like, at the beginning of this episode, there's Mm -hmm. a very heavy implication that this is set in the 90s.
2: It's the only way it makes any sense.
1: All of the music they pick are 80s hits, and so I'm just like... It
2: is strange, yeah.
0: Well, it's because they're referencing... They can't escape the uh, gravitational pull. They can't reach escape velocity from the fact that they are ripping off Breakfast Club. Right. Yeah. Uh, So even though canonically to make the show make sense it has to be set in the 90s we're doing a lot of 80s stuff Mm -hmm. um because we're referencing this movie um and so of course the slowly becoming more friendly despite their click differences montage is take on me Mm -hmm. which kicks ass but as arlie points out is like not a period appropriate song Mm
1: -hmm. i mean like okay in all fairness I was, like, I should be listening to all, like, er, mid-2000s music if we're going based on, like, the decade in which music started making an Im- impact on me. I listen almost exclusively to 90s grunge. So, like, that doesn't, like, mean much, but it just, it, I don't know, it just struck me as weird.
2: Well, it's because so. if you're trying to locate something in time... Yeah, the way yeah, you that, that was really it is by it. using it's, stuff that is right, but that is close to They that. can't resist reference. But it is aesthetically the 90s. Everything about yeah. the aesthetic yeah, yeah, and the yeah. feel of this is very 90s. Except they that Fred are looks like he stepped
1: directly out of the 50s, but everything else is very 90s. But, I mean,
0: so so sometimes does Archie. Sometimes, sometimes Archie does,
2: yeah. and honestly, that feels to me like an extension of the show's weird uh, obsession Timelessness, with Timelessness, Maybe it's
1: bad. Well, <laughs>
2: Yes, and also this might be this might be me getting wires crossed because I had to read those Nicole Ostow books, and she was obsessed with Stephen King. <laughs> oh um, God! And I don't know if the show itself is as obsessed with Stephen King as Ostow. I don't think it is.
1: is. I think it was like I feel like she just watched The Shining right before she wrote
2: that book. <laughs> Okay, because one of the archetypes that shows up in a lot of Stephen King's books, um, by the way, I'd recommend anyone listening to this, check out the podcast, Just King Things. It's a great read-through. Uh, of the Stephen King bibliography but like the greaser particularly the evil greaser but the greaser is like a king archetype Mm -hmm. that shows up in a bunch of his shit
0: very much so um
2: Uh, but yes he looks very much from the 50s
0: yeah the there is yeah the the many car pile up of time period references is just it's a lot to deal with um Hermione breaks into Mrs. Crabapple's desk too. Is is that a thing from the from the Archie comics or is it just the character from The Simpsons? I don't know. Uh, Mrs. Crabapple. But know. anyway,
2: yeah, I thought like oh yeah, haha, ha, The Simpsons. She going uh, in there for her game lad. Game, game lad. lad. <laughs> the confiscated uh, game lad. But in of all course, of the game of this lad.
0: But of course, the G&G white box set is in there also. Everyone but Fred thinks it's an amazing idea to play the game because of how edgy it is. <laughs> Uh, so I don't remember the context of this note, but somebody's got an arm cast on and that would be, maybe it's, it's FB, right. So it says loser on it, but with a V over the S to make it lover. And that is a reference to Stephen King's it. Yes. Uh, just direct, uh, Stephen King's. It's just King things. Yep. Just King things. Uh, nobody picks the (laughs) Hellcaster, Uh, so I'm filing a complaint. I know.
2: Unreasonable. Were yep. any of the classes that get picked on the list that Ethel mm, gave? Uh,
1: I the Radiant Knight was, I okay. think.
2: Right. But so I we've got I, like a
0: sorceress, for... a thief, I wrote a siren, a dead eye. Radiant Knight.
2: Yeah, so uh, Alice is the sorceress. Yep. Hermione is the thief because she always wanted to be free from moral obligation, <laughs> wink. Sierra is the siren because she's the voice of the people.
0: <sighs>
2: also, I feel like there's this weird implication here with Sierra and the way she's constructed because she's like the 90s era, like radical, <laughs> like rah, rah, right. fight the power. And she's just, she's gone f- so milk toast. Like I think she might be a Republican in mm-hmm. oh, the modern day. Um, It's weird. It's very weird. Um, I mean, I
1: feel like that was kind of, that felt intentional to me, like ah, uh, look how different she is now. Especially once we get to the end of the episode, um, for sure. But yeah,
2: yeah. FP picked Dead Eye because it's badass. I like <laughs> that, like that <laughs> shot of him picking the character. I thought that was very good. Like it just, it was very characterful. The acting and like it was, v- I like that. It was, it was and well, it, yeah. composed and conveyed. And uh, naturally,
0: Fred is the radiant knight. He didn't even pick it. Everyone's like, that's who you are, Fred. You're the good guy.
2: <laughs> He's like, but I don't... Okay, I'll do it.
0: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, so I just have to point yeah, out, so they're, they're playing this game. They're they're enjoying it. Apparently, once you've done the baby bullshit training wheels version of GNG, it seamlessly transitions to LARP.
2: I saw yeah. that I was just like, oh, okay, I guess so. Uh, so some of the game still works doing, huh?
0: that way. Uh, again, this is, this is R.A.S.'s uh, version of what a role-playing game is.
2: And Penelope is
0: so deep in it that she seeded the fucking school with items to allow a LARP quest on the off chance that the other kids are down for it. She has already prepared it before she asks she, them. So she, high is her
2: confidence. She hid a gemstone from Thornhill. Yeah. Um. And people, inside a vending machine. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um. Because yeah, she says, "Okay, we're gonna do this. We're fuck it. We're doing it live." Uh. And then says, "Ha ha. Uh oh, stinky. You gotta be in pairs. Ha ha. Uh oh. Who's gonna be teamed up? Ha ha. And it's and um, it's gonna
0: be the of course the alternate pairings exactly. that we don't constantly get in the main show. Um. So yeah, Hermione and FP find a gemstone hidden inside of a vending machine. Riddle me that.
2: How did Penelope do it?
0: Uh, Penelope's powers know no bounds. They nearly kiss, which freaks Hermione out. Uh, Fred and Alice share some misery and actually do kiss because Mm -hmm. we're not doing the will they, won't they. Like, who's he going to end up with in the real show? So we're going to, like, pretend at it here.
2: right? And And
1: Alice's explanation was basically we were horny and in the same room. Well, we were
2: (laughs) horny. We were beautiful and in the same room.
1: (laughs) Um. That is an excellent point. Yes, we were horny, beautiful, and within a couple feet of each other.
2: Uh, there is a nice moment of pathos that, like, I sit conflicted on this because it feels like it's a good character moment in terms of conveying what's going on for Fred when he says that Sir Frederick doesn't have a sick dad. Like, that feels good, except that it sits in line with all of this weird, like, satanic panic chick tracked level uh-huh. uh, D&D shit that's like, okay, well, all right. I don't know how <laughs> so, I feel about it in that context, but it felt like a good bit of characterization.
0: Yeah, we make some interesting choices here now. Detention ends. They're done. But the kids just start breaking into the school in the middle of the mm-hmm. night
2: to keep playing. Like, not and somewhere else. Yeah, that's where my notes say, play somewhere other than the school, you tuna cans.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that. Which I Again, I don't know what that says about me. That that wasn't even a thing that crossed my mind. Like, I guess... No, I can't think of an explanation. I just never bothered before. There is no explanation. The park,
0: a meeting room at the library, literally anywhere. Pops.
1: pops. Pops. I mean, I guess if they're going at midnight, Pops is really the only place that makes sense because parks are generally closed at night. Um, They're already breaking into a school. I mean, yeah, schools are closed at night too. Like, I'm I'm not trying to gloss over that, but... uh,
0: uh, it's, it's yeah. a, it's a lot to deal with. They become the Midnight Club. Uh, they raid the theater department to fully LARP everything out. Uh, the forebears of the Core four partner up romantically as you would expect them to, uh, this time. And of course, FP's medieval costume, despite being an archery-based class, has a classic Jughead crown.
2: hmm And like barbarians furs.
1: It's fine. It makes perfect sense. That wouldn't be obstructive to archery whatsoever.
2: He looks cool. I'll give him that.
0: It does, yeah. It's it's a, it's a dope costume. The next thing that happens tears my shit apart, folks. Keller, Dilton's dad, Reggie's dad, and Hiram
2: Lodge. You forgot a character, Rob. The motherfucking Nunchucks.
0: Yes. Independently of the Midnight Club are also sneaking into the school and fully LARPing Griffins and Gargoyles. They weren't in detention. They didn't have this event that, like, led them to behave in this bonkers ass way. So, this is
1: just a bunch of fucking nerds, really. Yeah. <laughs> also- This is
0: beyond <laughs> unbelievable.
1: Um, When I was watching this episode for the first time, when Hiram showed up on screen, I was like, holy fuck, that looks just like Mark Consuelos. I looked up the, the, uh, the cast list for this episode. It's his fucking son.
0: Fantastic. Oh, and yeah. I was
1: delighted by that.
2: That's good. Because I was
1: just like, that that's that great. looks like him if you aged him down twenty-ish years. Like it I was very impressed by that little bit of casting.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're 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 doing the exact same thing despite not having any reason to. Uh and that's awesome. That kicks ass. Uh and the lead up to it's awesome. The Midnight Club hears something. And they just seamlessly move into synchronized creepin' mode, brandishing their LARP weapons. It's the funniest fucking shot I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> it's like the, the and of scary course snapping. they round a
0: corner right into each other. Ah, oh, amazing. It's so good.
1: And then Cheryl and and uh, what the fuck is Dilton's dad's name? Who cares? That's another stupid D name. It's like
2: Daryl or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Daryl. That's exactly it. I said uh, uh, Penelope and Daryl yell at
0: each other. Yeah, of course. The the two game masters <laughs> yeah, they gotta, ch- they gotta shit on a each other like it's off. Twitter. <laughs> uh, they're all invited mysteriously to an ascension party, which Hiram spices up with fizzle rocks, which are pop rocks that are drugs.
2: Well, yeah, fizzle rocks. And then he slams some Coke, the drink. It's like...
0: Jingle jangle wasn't enough. No. You have to have other things where you just have candy, but it's drugs.
1: These rocks are actually like those appeared can, in a different season.
2: Can I tell this you wow. something, Rob? Not their first appearance. Can, can I tell you something? I suppose you that, can. That makes me, that might, something that might make you think a little bit about this. Hmm. Is that like history and this story. I think the reason that you're seeing so many things repeating. It's because they're like poetry and they mm. rhyme. Oh God. Mwah. Chef kiss. Um, yes. It's just like, it is literally like, yes, everything was the same, but different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
0: being pregnant at the moment, Alice abstains from the drugs. Uh, Doily and Penelope uh, both thought that the other person was the one who set up this party, which is uh, a bit, Ooh. a bit, a bit disconcerting. We then get a concert from the Fredheads. Yeah, they play the song from, Dream from Fred's Warriors. bad they play, it's the core four plus Josie. That's the lineup of the band. And they play the title song that Dawkins wrote for the Nightmare on Elm Street 3. So the that, Dream that was
1: that. I haven't seen that one yet, but I'm like, this, this has to be what this is, right? Like, this <laughs>
0: is the song written by the band Dokken for Nightmare on Elm Street 3.
1: That's fucking amazing. Fuck.
0: It is unfucking believable. And they all go crazy on drugs except Alice. Well, yeah, and it's just is, this, this.
2: Because this, of the like,
1: secret growing inside her, let's not forget.
2: Yes, because she abstained. But every so she says, "quote Our dark doppelgangers were released."
1: Hate, hate that, hate that. That is actually my last note on this episode, and it is just followed by the word stop.
2: <laughs> Our dark doppelgangers <laughs> were released. Stop. Well, and I follow it up with the line because what they show next is like, oh, everyone's on drugs is so crazy, and this is where I'm like. Really confused about what they think about drugs and like what drugs <laughs> do. Because on the one hand, maybe this is what would happen. On the other hand, they treat it as like this traumatic thing. But literally, everyone's just dancing. Yeah, like, everyone's okay, just I'm... dancing. And then Alice looks at everybody uppers, dancing so like... and has to fucking yarts because the dancing is too much. <laughs> I've
1: never done uppers, so I don't know. But like this seems fine, I guess. But I don't...
0: Uh, yeah, this it's a uh... show.
1: But yeah, it it, it, it,
0: uh, it's yeah. the fucking, it's the fucking, like, butt rock, like, glam <laughs> song from the, the Dream rock Warriors. And... <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. It just... New knuckle tats, butt rock. <laughs> <laughs> what, have you
2: um, heard about
0: butt rock before?
1: Fuck, butt rock glam song.
0: <laughs> 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 um... Yeah. A mysterious power outage then leads to dramatic red mood lighting and a mysterious set of two chalices and a number of instances of flip for your fate written all over every surface of the entire room, which defies all possibility. This is the Uh, like Alice is confronted with a legitimate supernatural event here. Uh, And the Gargoyle King, of course, is in the hallway. Alice tries to run. The principal busts in and Alice just gets the fuck out of there.
2: It's so fucking funny, though, because Alice is running and this is where it's My notes say drugs made everyone into ghouls (laughs) because everyone is just like skittering around. It's like, (laughs) and like moving really quickly. It's like, what? (laughs) Like the rats (laughs) in Ratatouille. Oh, God. Like it made them into weird little ghouls. (sighs) It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, it's. It's
0: unbelievable, unbelievable scenes. The next day, Alice is the only Midnight Club member who shows up to school at all. The principal is not available to talk to her, but she runs into Hermione in the hall. Uh, Fred's dad, it turns out, died the previous night, having passed while the Midnight Club were fucking around at the school being ghouls. Uh, (laughs) The principal was later declared officially missing. Fred, of course, blames himself for not being there when his dad died, despite how unreasonable a demand on himself that is. Honestly, if you look at it um penelope convinces the midnight club to swear to silence about whatever the fuck happened that night not wanting uh the suspicion to spread but the principal's body it turns out was rotting in a closet at the school having died of blue fresh aid and runes i mean the runes are on the outside like just uh, the runes are on the inside of the door but still mm-hmm. um it is a That's it is an died, murder though. scene uh alice accuses the midnight club of being part of the principal's death uh which they turn back on her uh so the situation becomes clear whoever set up the game wanted to kill somebody they decide to destroy the manual and scatter the other accoutrements that they can for uh the game and, and they just do the most covid unfriendly group spit handshake ever yeah, yeah.
1: it's very hard to watch tv now yes because i is. spend most of my mm-hmm. time going no Sep, step away stop stop you're too close you are too close mm. that's a stranger you don't know that
0: <laughs> yeah it's terrible
2: Put it's a just like mask the on. constant
1: thought stream it's it's not even like I mean like the masks is a thing but it's just like don't hug that person you've just met them don't touch them right you don't know where they've been so the you don't know if they're sick
0: in the third beat of what Arlie pointed out is like the uh, music decade shift. We get everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears yep. as all the kids go their separate ways. Back in the present, Alice says that they never figured out who the killer was, but it had to have been one of the Midnight Club. Had it to have been Riverdale? Mm-hmm. Really? We're going to keep an eye on
2: that. Well, right. There and couldn't like, have
1: been anyone so... else in the entire, the entire school. Like, did they... <sighs>
2: I don't know, it's very I know strange. I they
1: didn't check every room. Um, like
2: And like, so Alice describes that the principal's death was ruled a suicide under suspicious circumstances. And Betty sort of questions this when she's talking about Dilton and Ben. And it's like, well, was it a murder or was it a suicide? And Alice blows it off by saying, in the end, it's just death, Betty. And it's not, like, I don't know, there's a, a difference. A death... Okay, <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. Matter. That's different. If someone's murdering.
0: Ugh. Alice doesn't want Betty looking into the game because even talking and thinking about the game gives it power. Yep. Because it's a memetic virus <laughs> or some kind of supernatural being. Betty swears not to play the game even if she can't promise not to research it. Yep. Following up on Alice's story, she finds that the initials carved into the detention room windowsill are still there. And the gargoyle chalices are still in the trophy case. Uh, like a billion years later because the school has not changed what is in that trophy case for 25 fucking years. Yeah, nobody's noticed
2: them at all. Uh, (sighs) Real quick check in here.
0: They just keep like shoving
1: stuff in there and not like cleaning or checking anything. It's fine.
0: So Betty goes to meet Jughead in Doily's bunker uh, to fill him in on like these developments that she has uh, run down in the case. But he and the serpents are all hopped up on the G and G, a crazed jughead rants about how he's on level three and soon he shall ascend and meet the king.
1: <laughs> That's the end. It's it's so, I hate it. <gasps> I hate he it has so this,
0: much. this like evil leer in his eyes. He eye. really
1: does. He looks like he's just about to completely lose his top—not his shirt, but like the top of his cranium.
2: Yeah, like it. Uh... He's about to go. He's about to go sicko mode. <laughs> also, I'm entirely certain, like almost entirely certain, that this is going to be a repeat of like the end of the first episode of Riverdale when Penelope's like, I killed my brother.
0: Oh, you mean Cheryl?
2: Or yes, when Cheryl. I was guilty. I'm guilty, Cheryl says. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that immediately Jughead's going to be like, ha ha ha, idiot. I was just kidding. <laughs> Steaks? What are
0: those? I actually. I'm a vegetarian. Don't this
2: is great. <laughs>
0: Uh, Jughead
2: is
1: the furthest thing from a vegetarian that has ever existed. Yeah, that,
0: is, that is certainly true. I was just it's making just, the worst
2: joke. No, I uh, know it a was little, a joke, so, but I just had hi, to <laughs> Hi, Betty, it's me, Jughead, and I just wanted to give you a little thought experiment from me, the Joker. <laughs> anyway, that's my bet on what happens yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, hey, I...
0: It's a good bet. I don't think I can take that bet. like I think you're in a strong position there uh, given what we've seen so far. uh, time for river Do's and 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 River don'ts and such. uh and I believe since this is episode four, I should be going first. I think we're back on track now. we're yeah. gonna we're, we're right. gonna we're gonna get that under control from now on. uh, River do for me, uh, easily the Fredheads concert, Dream <laughs> Warriors by Dawkin. I rest my case.
2: Uh, it goes hard, that song. That song fucking slaps.
1: It slaps. It's good. It whips ass.
0: The, the real one is definitely better. But like, oh man, I was so pleasantly surprised. I was like, is this fucking Dream Warriors? This, uh... <laughs>
1: I The first time I watched this was before I started my watching a million horror movies journey. And so, like, I didn't put the two and two together. But then watching it again, I was like, hey, hey, that's the...
0: That's the title of the... <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, so, you're gonna have to let me know when you see that movie. I might actually it, watch it tonight. Uh, um, it uh, kicks ass. It's uh, it's one of the best fucking movies ever. So. I think
1: that you were actually the one that recommended it to me, and it was oh, it kicks so much ass. And it was it's after so dumb, but had, it's so good. <laughs> it was after I'd first watched these, and so I I didn't like have the name in my brain, but I watched one yeah, and mm-hmm. two, so I feel like it's time for three. Yeah, hell
0: so. yeah. It, Anyways, it, it fucking it fucking owns. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's my Riverdew. Uh, Just anything having to do with. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, the Dream Warriors automatically wins everything anyway,
2: so... So, my Riverdue is... I really like what they did with the cast this time. Hell yeah. I thought that, like, that was a really solid choice. Uh, Especially with, like, oh shit, look at Jughead and Skeet Ulrich just look identical. And then bringing in Mark Consuelo's son is really like top inspire. shelf
0: execution on this concept
2: so good and the whole thing just all of the having everyone like cast as their parent back when they were younger i liked that a lot i thought it was really good yeah and it also let the actors sort of stretch out a little bit do some different shit i liked it i thought it was great fantastic
1: um my Riverdoo was actually also the casting because i was just so delighted by it um but my my number 2 would probably be specifically like grunge Alice. I love I love oh, it God. so much.
0: Icon. Um-
1: like she I love that she also specifically mentioned that she had enviable hair because she did. Like I just I love Lily Reinhardt <laughs> it's true as you Grunge say Alice. It. Like it's so yeah. good. It gave it gave me so much joy, and it has every single time I've watched this. It just does not yeah. get old for me. I love it so much. That it's is
0: amazing. That is very, very fair. Uh are we? Are we going to hat trick this? Are we going for a triple? Because my fucking river don't is the child arranged marriage to your brother. That's Uh my (laughs) two. Yep. Fuck that. Far and
1: away the absolute worst part of this episode. What would a rap
0: horn sound like if it was vomiting? Because that's what we've (laughs) got.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna join, but I couldn't stop laughing. My
2: my second, like my runner-up, is like so far away. Um, (laughs) It's like this this little pip
0: on the horizon. It's like,
2: oh, I thought the music choices were a bit overbearing. Yeah, I feel like when they we talk about how they clash with the fact that it's actually the '90s, but then there's the arranged child bride shit. Yeah, the
0: fact that it's my turn first for River don'ts on this episode feels like I'm cheating. Because no, that sucks so bad and is so gross. And, like, many things of this ilk is not really examined or critiqued
2: meaningfully. Like, yeah, because Penelope wants to escape. but Yeah, then after yeah. All and then, like, happens... by the end of the
0: episode, the wrap-up is, oh, no, I want the arranged marriage to my brother well, because the world like,
2: is scary. The world is scary. So, like, I'm resigning myself to this. Alice literally says, the game master became the pawn. <sighs> And, like, it's gross, and Penelope sucks a lot in her modern incarnation, and, like, I don't know what they achieve by adding this wrinkle to her character, right?
0: It's just like, oh, well, that's bleak and terrible. That's horrific child abuse, but she's also a terrible person. So, bleh, everything's right. bad. It's all bad. All of it's bad.
2: It sucks all the way down.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh Does, Arlie, do you have any sort of, like, vague runner-up? river or it, um, you're not obligated to in this instance this is this is like a black hole yeah no it's
1: it's hard not to just be like oh god this is gross um i think the only other thing that i had like a complaint about was that like i really liked sierra's characterization in this episode and i'm s- it's more it's l- less like i don't like it and more that i'm just like sad that she got so yeah, watered and down. It, it, it's- it's similar uh, yes.
0: to Agreed. FP in a way, like where yeah. you see where they started as kids and it's actually sad seeing where they are Yeah, up. and they
1: got broken yes. down. And it's, yeah, it just like, it hurt my fucking feelings. Like, that's, it's a story. that's it. Yeah.
0: Weird, weird <laughs> that they accidentally like spent two minutes out of the episode's runtime telling a like actually impactful story of human failure yeah
1: yeah yeah um, no all of the like tragic backstories all the, those... the million
0: monkeys with their million typewriters like right. did and, a like, couple I, good pages here
1: but it's not even a river don't it just made me sad like that's not the <laughs> yeah same it's thing. not even bad
0: it's just sad <laughs> it just so made yeah me
1: have an emotion like it's right it's actually right. like good <laughs> so yeah
0: hmm yep 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 weekly weird oh man how do i choose how do i fucking choose between these two um well i'll just mention the other one if we get all the way around and, and and the other one isn't mentioned but i'll just pick one at random here um i'm gonna say the fact that the supernatural is indisputably real uh we have played around with supernatural things but I don't know that we have ever had anything quite this obviously for real actually supernatural, uh, both on purpose and not on purpose. On purpose being the like, oh, magically written all over the room and, and, and teleported chalices into the room with you uh, in a, in one second. Um, that's, that is just completely impossible, but also Penelope has magical powers as the GM to like magically affect the physical world, uh, like hiding things in impossible places and setting things up when there's no time. Uh, and whether these are the same thing or not, we have not found out, but like yep. just this makes no sense at all and makes no attempt to make any sense. I mean, I yeah, guess then?
1: like you could, <laughs> there, that lends to the idea of like Ethel got that bunker set up in like... I, there's mm-hmm. there's no concept of like how much time that took her as like within the show, but it obviously. was But like a we lot actually work. had
0: someone in the room in this flashback. That's yeah, the thing. Right, Alice yeah. was there. It was one second.
1: Yeah. No. It's, right. Yeah, right. You're right. And, and and
0: then and then of course like the the gemstone inside the vending machine where you literally cannot. Get into it. Like, mm-hmm. I, but. anyway would
1: yeah, need, like, tools to get in there that she probably doesn't have access to. Right. So.
0: And you'd have to have time yeah. to fucking do it, which,
2: again. And like, then, she like, she
1: reassemble was, everything. Yeah. And like, yeah, no
2: on, way. On, on
0: like, mm-hmm. madness. Complete madness. That's a- my weekly weird.
2: The closest we've gotten thus far to that is the shoggoth box, <laughs> the <Shogoth> which. Yeah. <laughs> is more of, like, a cute nod than anything.
0: Yeah. We didn't open it up and have an actual shoggoth in there. Right.
2: Like, we just yeah. didn't open it up. Yeah uh <laughs> Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. uh so quinn
2: how I've about got, you i've got two competing things for my weekly weird and so i'm gonna start with an honorable mention and that honorable mention shout out goes to the nunchucks <laughs> <laughs> especially in their place in the first scene where reggie's just hanging out in those yellow tinted aviators. Wearing a towel and nunchucks.
1: <laughs> Is he we- like, I know he's not, like, wearing, but, like, would you consider them an accessory that he wears in that instance? Well,
2: yes. Yes. It's because he's got them in his hand at one point, but then he does the thing where he slings them over his neck, like, behind his neck. Fucking and it's amazing. clearly part of oh, the look.
1: I do remember that. Oh, my God. That, like, unlocked the memory.
2: Yeah, the nunchucks were there the whole time.
1: Holy Damn. fuck they really were weren't they in the fucking football locker room i
0: mm.
2: yeah <laughs> it happened it's real and wow. you never know when ninjas might attack my Fuck. real my real weekly weird is that fizzle rocks turn you into a ghoul <laughs> 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 into just little little like fast yep, yep. creeping goblin yeah it was good. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It turns you into a creepy little shadow who just rolls around, <laughs> dancing.
1: It Kingdom Hearts is you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Kingdom
1: Hearts ones you. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs>
1: um, my weekly weird. Thanks is for this...
0: the flashbacks, Arley. <laughs>
1: You're welcome. <laughs> I'm actually not the first person to have brought up Kingdom Hearts during this recording session. I just want to point that out. That was yeah, actually God. you, it, Rob. It
0: um, that's just that's just evidence of the depth of the damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, so my weekly weird has nothing to do with Kingdom Hearts. Actually, uh, <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but um, it's a it's a little bit of a deep cut. Um, so I noticed this thing uh, I think on like my second watch through, uh, where the milkshakes that they get at Pops match their hair colors. Uh. Um and this is a thing like in the whole show, but I noticed it especially in this episode because when the Midnight Club goes to Pops, uh, Fred still gets a strawberry milkshake because Archie's a redhead. I'm assuming is the reasoning there. Um, that was it. That was my weekly weird. It, I didn't have a lot that like weirded me out about this episode. I think I was just too delighted. So by we we it broke we broke
0: the we broke milkshake canon.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh. Well. Or. Or it was like a nod to the, that that Archie is a redhead. I don't fucking know. Even though like KJ Appa <laughs> secretly is a they're drinking milkshakes
0: that correspond to their children's hair. <laughs>
1: yes, but like KJ Appa is actually a brunette. So like who
0: fucking yep. knows? Yep. nothing it's matters.
1: Uh... God is dead. No. <laughs> milkshakes.
0: Yep. Uh wow, strong <laughs> strong thesis. This episode was fucking wild.
1: I loved it. Like there aside I had from the I, I horrible... did have some fun
0: watching it. There was some awful shit in it, but I had some and fun watching it. Aside from the
1: horrible, horrible blossom shit, like it it made me happy. Everything so, else oh. was great besides that.
2: I have two two thoughts. I really yeah. did like this episode a lot. I thought this episode was really fun. And at the same time, it highlights to me that even when Riverdale's like a really fun ride. None of it hangs together at all. Nope. Like <laughs> under any scrutiny, this episode kind of is bad. Like in the way they yeah. taped it, it together handles... with scotch
1: tape and they're just hoping we're not looking right. too co- closely.
2: The way that it handles plot, the way that it handles character, like all of this stuff is very slapdash. And like that hangs through, but you're having such a good time that you don't care too much uh, as opposed to last episode where it was just like <sighs> It was just boring. It was, it was
1: boring, it was and boring. I had no choice but to look at how bad it was.
2: <laughs> I also then want to, to, when we're talking about the structure of this thing, right? Yeah. We start with a thesis statement. We start sort of with, like, a statement of fact, but that is also sort of like a, a framing device for what we get out of the episode. Which is that um, Sierra McCoy says that the game's quests and role-playing scenarios are specifically designed to foster delusion, paranoia, and ultimately violence. And the plot doesn't bear that out. No. The plot doesn't bear any of that out except for maybe paranoia in terms of they're not sure if one of them is a killer. Aside from that, but none, like none nothing of them that we did saw of them playing G&G yeah.
0: Yeah, it's really, leads really me odd. to believe
2: that they were in the sort of mental state that they're so worried about everybody else falling into.
1: The G&G actually, like, mitigated like, the violence. Well, they were, fucking... like,
0: they were like so, they were so hopped up on goblin candy that, like... <laughs> goblin juice. That they... That it, maybe it's like they don't know that that
2: the game didn't drive them to kill someone. Well, and that's the thing, like in that case, isn't of anything like the drugs are bad. Yeah. And even then, the drugs had them feeling hella good, so they were just gonna keep on dancing. <laughs> yeah. All I... they were doing was dancing, and then they turned then they turned into goblins. They did turn into goblins. <laughs> um
1: But they, weren't they, turned into ghouls. they were ghouls, I'm sorry, they
2: turned into ghouls. They were just I... running around. Yeah, They're just being a ghoul, just having a fun time being a ghoul.
0: I don't know. I don't know. It is. It is a weird. You're right. It doesn't hang together. They didn't really. They didn't. They certainly didn't show what was said playing out. But they also haven't established like a good reason why she would want to overstate how bad the game is either.
2: Right. Exactly. So like. So, so
0: just either way you slice it, it's just kind of like. Wait, what?
2: It creates a very strange thing, especially because at the top of the episode. It creates this thing where, okay, Sierra McCoy, who experienced this, is telling people this is what the game does, and we don't have a reason to believe that she's not being honest about this based on the way other people have been reacting to it. But then what we see play out, it doesn't relate to what she said the game does um, at all. It's, it's very strange to me. It, yeah,
0: um, no, it's super weird.
2: Especially because you have, like, the whole season plot hanging on this, right? You have... Yeah, like, the whole thing is like, oh, this game is part of a
0: dangerous conspiracy cult crazy thing, and it's dangerous, and people are going to go nuts and kill each other and blah blah blah. And we show that with Jughead, sort of. Like, we imply it at the end. But, like, when we went into the past and saw it actually play out, that's not what it was.
2: And we, we see the Gargoyle King, but nobody else sees the Gargoyle King. Right. That was us. We got a peek at the Gargoyle King um and presumably Alice in the past. Okay, so Alice might have seen it. Um, For first split second, yeah. Right, so, but like we have this like this diegetic Problem of nobody's experiences line up with the the threat that they're purporting exists. Aside from the fact that somebody died, right? But it seems like it could be under weird circumstances, and none of the things that led to that thing align with the no. description that we got of what the game does. It just
0: no, no, like because the the show wants the viewer to have a certain view of what the game does. And they have a character tell it to us directly, very ham-fistedly. But then no, they spend an really entire weird. episode showing us that that character is wrong. God.
2: Right, That like, uh, it looks like a fine time. Like, honestly, I had in my notes, I probably would have checked out when it's like, oh, get up and go do a fucking treasure hunt. No, I'm like, that oh, seems,
0: like, very boring to me.
2: That seems no, very you. boring. Yeah, at that point, I'd be like, no, I think I'd rather we do, like, the role-playing stuff or whatever. Let's um, just do some
0: more drugs. Let's be so, ghouls. Right, let's be ghouls. I mean,
1: that's, that's, like... Is what I want to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, I
1: can't speak for anyone else, but, like, I'd love to do drugs and be ghouls. Like, if that option were presented to me, uh, fuck it.
2: Right. But it, it does, it creates this fundamental tension. Or not this tension. It undercuts the tension of what lies ahead of us. Because we've seen things play out, and if that is their idea of... Yeah,
0: this, this exposition was incoherent to the buildup.
2: So, like, yeah, if it's about delusion, paranoia, and ultimately violence... If this was their idea of delusion paranoia and ultimately violence, which also carries with it the implication that we're going to be seeing these three things culminate in the in the modern timeline. What we saw their idea of what that looked like in the 90s was baby shit. Yeah, yeah. It like was. it wasn't it wasn't even baby versions of those things aside from paranoia, but I wouldn't even say that's paranoia. I would say no, that's that a reasonable incidental. suspicion based on the circumstance.
0: The coincidental circumstances. Right. Yeah, uh, but you know, perhaps we will learn something of if they have anything on the ball with this next time, with the Great Escape. Oh fuck,
2: who yeah. even knows? Yeah, and uh, yeah, like I said, this is still what one- easily the best episode of this yeah, season so far. Hell yeah, far. hell yeah.
1: I mean. <laughs> There wasn't a ton of competition, but yes, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this episode.
2: Yeah. Uh all right. Thank you, listeners. I love you, my sweet babies. Let <laughs> us be ghouls together.
0: Yes, for river dos and river don'ts, I've been Rob the Ghoul.
2: I've been Arlie the Ghoul. I've been Quinn the Ghoul.
0: And we'll see you next time. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs>